Welcome to Pop Culture Roulette for all your pop culture needs. We're America's Podcast. Oh, all right. Welcome, everybody. Hope you uh, enjoyed our Halloween uh, marathon. Uh, I thought we did a pretty good job. I I don't know. I know Jeremy needed a, a little little time to rest, get some sleep. Um, so uh, just stay asleep instead of watching that game. <laughs> so <laughs> we are we are joined today. Uh, well, as always, I'm Nicholas. I'm joined by. Uh, a host of many podcasts, Jeremy. Hi. And, uh, well, a, an owner of a team that desperately needs to answer some questions, Justin. Yeah, I got to fire some people. Yeah. Do you think your team can turn it around, Justin? Uh, and make the playoffs? Yeah. Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, you... do, do, uh, do I think they can? Sure, will they? No. No. <laughs> I mean, Is that they, why you're they, drinking? They've, com- reasons. <laughs> they've completely given up on the season at this point, right? I mean... Uh, no, because they're still trotting Rodgers out there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you just sit him for the rest of the season. Grown up Jordan loves trade value. and uh, You, you trade to... Rodgers. You keep love. Uh, come on now. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's not get stupid. Let's you know. He's only got like two <laughs> years left in him. Trade him for all you can. Try to get a better quarterback in the draft and go from there. Yeah, Put, man. Rodgers is gassed. Yeah, that might be true, but don't 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 be sit here and try to say get a better quarterback. <laughs> there's there's well, like then, maybe, then, then love. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because you know there's only like three or four guys in NFL history who are better than Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, and, yeah. I meant then and, love and right. So, all right, well, um, so enough of that. Um, it's It's been a little while since we've done just a normal episode. It's almost, it's kind of weird trying to get back into the, uh, the, the, the swing of things here. So uh, I can't wait to hear about what's going on in the world of pop culture. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran have been named co-heads of DC Studios. Mm. I know one of those names. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I also only know one of those names, but I will tell you that the name I do know, him being in charge of the DC Studios, makes me happy. Yeah, Is that because I feel like yeah, James Saffron. <laughs> Is that his name? He, Peter Saffron. You you combined the two names there. <laughs> well, they're one entity. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they, they are, are co-heads, so yeah. But I mean, when it comes down to it, uh, while it wasn't, it's. I mean, it was one of the better DC movies. It still wasn't that good, but it was. It was, you know, outside of Shazam, it was one of the better DC movies. James Gunn's offering of of the Suicide Squad was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Peacemaker was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I'm hoping that you know, there's a way. I think you can still reboot the franchise. 
um, and and kind of restart it in a way that you can keep some of the continuity and ignore some of the stuff that already happened. You know, kind of yeah, just that's what we do here, right? I mean, you can else world it or alternate reality or with you know, with time travel and a lot. I mean, look at what Marvel's doing. I mean, you're just like, eh, everything is now in another dimension yeah. or or that happened in this universe. Yeah, that that this is not the same Henry Cavill as Superman. This is Earth 2 Superman, and he just happens to look exactly like Earth 1 Superman. Yeah, twinsies. Aww. So, um, so uh, basically, uh, we're all on board with James Gunn taking over DC. Maybe we'll get a good DC film. I mean, can't get much worse. Has have no. any of us seen Black Adam yet? No, no. I heard it sucks. I yeah, <sighs> I. That's I. It's it's so weird to have a comic movie come out, and I'm just kind of like. What and a comic movie with The Rock, and I'm just like, eh. oh, it's not, it's not that weird. You have a strong hatred of DC. I well, okay. You know <laughs> what? I've been thinking about this. This is a, something that you've been saying. I don't hate DC. You hate I DC want, movies. I want D. I want DC to to win. I want, well, I don't want them to win. I want them to succeed. I want good movies out of both of them. There's no excuse or no reason we can't have a really good Marvel movie and a really good DC movie. We don't have to put one down to build the other one up. Like it would be awesome if I would go see, you know, whatever version of dark Knight that Ben Affleck can give us at the same time that we're getting, you know, just consistent quality out of Marvel. Like how awesome would it be if like both studios were doing really good movies? Yeah. Why not? Well, a lot of people are saying because of James Gunn's involvement with uh, Marvel, because clearly he's still already in the process of directing the holiday special, which I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for that. I didn't send it to you. I did not. But, okay. It's great. If it's not um, sent to me, I probably don't see it. But I mean, it look, it's like a mini Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy, like 2.5 or like a, like a, I'm for lack of a better word, a prequel to Guardians 3. Um, but they're, they've decided that uh, Star-Lord, you know, uh, Peter Quill is depressed. And so they're going to they're gonna make him happy for Christmas and they're going to go kidnap Kevin Bacon. I didn't know he was a Packer fan. <laughs> <Huh>. Classic. <sighs> so. Um, why Kevin Bacon? Because why not? All right. Um, but uh, a lot of people are like, this is how Marvel and DC will have the crossover movies. James Gunn will make it happen. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. I just think that Marvel is going to take a little bit more of the, uh, well, James Gunn has made us a lot of money. Let's just let him continue to make us a lot of money. Who cares if he's also making the other guys a lot of money? Like, again, I don't think Marvel wants DC to fail. I think how, the whole how much is that guy going to be worth when it's all said and done? Billions. All right. Hey, James, well, can you help I, some some of your friends out here at the PCR yeah, podcast? We, we promote <laughs> you a lot, buddy. I'm going to look at his net worth. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't imagine it's very high right now, but give it a couple of years when he's got a few, uh, 
you know, DC blockbusters under his belt. You know. Now, granted, it doesn't mean he's going to start directing all the DC films. It just means he's going to... I think it means that they're definitely trying to get away from Snyder and the Snyder verse. Like, they're kind of like, that part of the DCEU is done. It says 50 right. million. Well, I tell you what, if one of us wins the 1.9 billion, mm. we will take over as the most powerful podcast on the planet. Yes. And, and we will also buy the brewers. I don't want Perfect. to buy the brewers. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll fix them. Although the angels are currently up for sale, maybe we'll buy into them. I already anyway. own one failing franchise. I don't need another. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oddly enough, uh, before they gave it to uh, James Gunn, Warner Brothers did make a play. Uh, it failed. It failed miserably. Uh, but they, they called up Kevin Feige and they were like, hey, buddy. Um, Izzy. I mean, oh, whichever cat you are. <laughs> cat cast is back cat, at it. Cat cast. Uh, uh, but, uh, they called up Kevin Feige and they're like, hey, buddy. We know you love comic books. Why, why don't you come on over here? And uh, I'm sure Marvel went, no, no, he's ours. <laughs> no, you can't talk to him. Here's some more money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's a list of people you can talk to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what it was. You know, like the protected free agents, like you, you <laughs> call at the end of the season, you call up and you're like, hey, I'd like to have a conversation with the one guy. No, no you oh, can't he's, talk to he's restricted. We have first rights. Yeah, you can't talk to that guy. You can talk to this guy. And then that's how Marvel lost James Gunn to DC permanently. <laughs> or it's all a play to like destroy DC from the inside. That's what are they doing over there? <laughs> I don't think I don't think uh he has to help destroy them from the inside. That is true. Sadly. Well, here you go. Here's a story that will have you on on the anti-marvel side you know so i mean i am constantly bringing dc down let's bring marvel down a little bit um they have announced the director of the third venom movie uh which first off why i mean the first two were just not good they were okay um the screenwriter of the first two venoms uh, and Fifty Shades of Grey, and uh, Cruella, and Saving Mr. Banks. Um, she has apparently no directing experience. Uh, her name is Kelly Marcel, and we're going to let her write and direct the third Venom movie. We're going to let her. <laughs> All right. Is it still I the same so. same Tom playing yeah, Venom? So Tom Hardy uh, will so be back. Toms. So he's he's going to be shirtless a lot then. Well, probably. You know, I mean, that is what Tom Hardy does best. I mean, (laughs) so I, you know what? I mean, it goes. This goes one of two ways. One, first time director, we're like, oh my goodness, why is it taking so long to let her get the director's chair? That was amazing. She just saved the Venom franchise. Or, well, why would you let somebody who's never directed anything? Or first, first time director, and, it shows. And and wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. Why would you let this person direct? 
Uh, yeah. Does it, I don't know. Hopefully it goes a positive direction for her. <laughs> yeah. I wish her the best. What's her yeah. name? Marcel? Kelly Marcel. Kelly Marcel. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck to you. Good luck, kid. You're going to need it. All right. Well, here's here's a little story that's uh, going to get Jeremy interested. Uh, it's this is this is especially for him. Hmm. Uh, mm. This this story in particular. I'll just put I know... my feet up and wait for my segment. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. I will so, get a little straighter in my chair now. <laughs> I I did send you guys a link to this one, so you should be aware of it. Oh, um, it's a test. But. What do you think of Crystal Lake the series? Oh Coming God. <laughs> a prequel series <laughs> at that. Now here's here's where it gets weird. All right. The first day they said they were like, Well, they don't have rights to the hockey mask. Right. They don't have rights to anything that happened after three. Like they can only use the first two movies. And then uh like two days later after that, like just uh, I think Friday. Brian Fuller, uh, the guy who's creating it, producing it, said, oh, no, we have the TV rights. We can do whatever we want. We have it all. It's the movie rights that are all locked up. Like, so apparently Sean Cunningham and all those other guys that are all fighting with each other. And that's why we haven't had a Jason movie in a while, because, you know, a bunch of producers are fighting with who actually owns what. And they're angry at each other. Apparently, none of them bothered to put TV in the contracts, they only ever put movies. So Brian Fuller found a loophole. Um, Interesting. Gotta yeah. love them loopholes. So what do you think? What what do you, are you interested in a Crystal Lake series? What would you want to see out of a Crystal Lake series? I don't want to be like one of those angry internet people. So I mean, I am gonna. I'm just going to be cautiously optimistic, I guess, because I just don't want it to be like too overly dramatic. Like, I don't know. Well, mind you, Brian Fuller is the guy who did uh, Pushing Daisies, which mm-hmm. was a really good show. That got good, good show. OK, it didn't last long enough. Okay. Uh, he also did Hannibal, okay. which I never watched, but I heard good things about. All right. And he did Bates Motel. All right. So he's already taken two horror franchises and prequelized them for shows. Because that's I think that's what he did with Hannibal. I'm not sure. I know he took Hannibal Lecter and turned him in to a TV show. But I know Bates Motel was like Norman Bates as a child growing up to where we got him in Psycho, the first movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he already took that story and... And it lasted for a couple of years. Like they dragged that story out for a while. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it was good. I just never bothered to watch it. I, I'm not like I, I enjoy Psycho, but not as much as, as some of the other horror franchises. But you know, so this guy does have a pedigree when it comes to the weird um, yeah. or the macabre. So if anybody can do it, I guess it would be him. But at the same time, like, do you have an interest in watching a story? Of, of what, was, what was her name Pamela mm-hmm. uh, of Pamela Voorhees going from you know just doting mother to you know screaming raging psychopath <laughs> yeah is that what it, is that 
what it's going to be. I mean, that's what everybody <laughs> said it was as soon as they as soon as they announced it because that was when we were all under the impression that they didn't have rights to the hockey mask or really Jason in general. Mm-hmm. But now that they do, like he's like, no, everything is on the tape. So I don't know if you have a season of like Pamela hanging out in, because that also raises questions of like, did she know that Jason was alive the whole time? And, but she was still out for revenge just because she was truly psycho or was he hiding from her in the woods, just watching her the whole time. And when like, you know, what's her name? Chopped her head off. That was when he was all like, Oh, coming back. Oh, yeah, I, don't, did, uh, I mean, I don't think she knew. I was going to say she didn't kept him locked up. <laughs> well, as the host of vamping with Voorhees, did, was it ever determined that if that thing that happened at the end of one, was that a dream sequence or was that real? Oh, the, the, the lake, the very yeah, end. Yeah. The um, very end. Um, I think that was a dream sequence. Okay. That because, was, yeah. Because what's the time frame between one and two? Because, I mean, if, if it wasn't a dream sequence, he goes from being a small child to, you know, big hulking mass murderer, like, overnight. It, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> so that's why I think it has to be a dream sequence, because two is, like, a very short time after one. Okay. So I, maybe this is his, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that happened in between the movies that is kind of just implied. Like, how did he find out where what's her name lived and hunt her down in her apartment and kill her? Right, right. Yeah, you know, it's all implied. He's a good tracker because he lives in the woods for so long. Right. And, you know, because, I mean, that, the argument that you could make was that 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 whatever number reboot you know, movie that came out in the last, you know, 15 years fits more like in line with where number five would be uh -huh. because, you know, he wasn't the killer in five. So like, well, the, while the fake killer was over on one side, Jason was over on the other side. And, you know, we've had different kind of iterations of Jason of him being, I, I, I hesitate to use the word smart, but a little bit more intelligent. Because, I mean, obviously, as it goes on, he becomes more of, I mean, as he becomes more undead, he becomes more of just a killing machine where in the early movies, he sets traps. He, you know, is a little more patient. There's a lot less just knocking down walls and, and you know, ripping people's heads off. Right. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's slapsticky, so, too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, or do you just go skip it all and go right to uh, Jason goes to space and, and set the entire series in outer space? Well, then that just be <laughs> oh. why? Why even bother that at that point? <laughs> I mean, because you also have. I mean, there's also just the really messed up timeline of between nine and ten of like nine, they blow him up. And he becomes just like a, a heart that people have to eat and, you know, whatever. And then 10, he's somehow back to form and then they freeze him and send him to space. 
Right, right. I think they should do that with more serial killers. Just freeze them and send them to space. (laughs) Why not? Well, I mean, you know, we do have, you know, some evidence that it doesn't go well. Maybe don't send nanotechnology with them. No. Just them by themselves in a little capsule. All right. Yeah, there we go. So every time we catch a serial killer, just, you know, cryogenically freeze them and launch them into space. Yep. Just launch them out there. All right. I mean, I'm all right with it. Yeah. Yeah, Then you'd probably think twice about becoming a serial killer. Yeah. I See, here's the thing, though. When you decide to become a serial killer, I don't know if common sense and logic is really at the top of your list. Like it might not be, but neither is wanting to be just yeeted out to space. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. You know, it is it is what it is. So um all right. Let's uh well, do we want to talk about Weird Al or do we wanna get onto Justin's things? What are well, my things? Whatever list you were writing down. That was one of my things. Oh, Weird Al? All right. Yes. Let's talk about Weird Al then. Hell yeah. Yeah. How amazing was that movie? Yeah, hell yeah, it was great. The movie was hilarious. I, such... I, lo- I learned a lot of things I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know that Madonna was currently at large. Uh... <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I mean, it's a free movie, so you had all the reason in the world to just watch it. Because mm-hmm. I think all you had to really do is even download the Roku app. You didn't even have to ro- have a Roku player. Um, so it's your fault if you're listening to this and we're spoiling it. Uh, but Madonna's at large. Uh, she took over for Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. Who Weird Al kills. Who? And then uh, apparently, even though we just saw him in concert, somehow died tragically in 1985. Uh, I thought the same thing. I was like, didn't we just see this guy? Uh, I love that, that even... Even like knowing that the movie was going to be crazy, like them, like this is this is totally one hundred percent legit. You're like, is it? And then like increasingly, like yeah, no, not even close. Like I don't think, other than him getting a, an accordion from a door to door salesman, and him, you know, Doctor Demento helping launch his career, right? I don't think there's much in the way of actual truth in this movie. <laughs> well, it says dad lost his hand. That's I, truth. Oh, that is true. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I didn't know that one. I know his parents were supportive. I, I know they didn't quite understand it, but they were supportive. They weren't like, get that devil instrument out of here. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you think they were making at that factory? I don't know what they're making at the factory. <laughs> what a great bit. <laughs> you really are. Your dad did say you were funny, kid. <laughs> I uh, honestly was waiting for it to be accordions. Nice. <laughs> I, I, looked, I looked like a big forge or something. Um, I mean, not a complaint about the movie at all, but how do you think they determine what songs to include? And what, like, all of the hundreds that they left off. Like, I get baloney because that was the first one. And another mm-hmm. one, Rides the Bus, was, like, the second. And I'm guessing Rocky Road was pretty close after that. Um, yeah. Eat It was the one that really launched him from just, like, you know, the college circuit to massive stardom. 
like a surgeon took him to another level. And then obviously Gangster's Paradise was, you know, or Amish um, Paradise. Amish Paradise. Amish Paradise is what, you know, really kind of cemented him. But like there was a lot of other really like, you know, like fat, like they talked about that kind of, but they never played it. Like Yeah. Or mom. Or their Nirvana song. Or, I yeah. know it. <laughs> did did you notice that the sandwich that he was eating was ham on whole wheat? Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, that's I, funny. Yeah, they when he was like, yeah. Oh, I I felt stupid because like I was like, oh, she put on a little weight. It never dawned on me that that was gonna be like the them talking about you know coming up with a parody for fat. Now, yeah. do you th- do you think this is gonna go like in Glorious Bastards where people have a hard time understanding that? This is an alternate reality. Like this isn't true. I mean, if they do, they're pretty stupid. <laughs> uh, considering Weird Al's still doing stuff, right? Yeah, and I, he, it's clearly not a zombie, yeah. <laughs> or is he? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Who knows? Um, do you think they got Madonna's? Uh, like, did she sign off on the movie? Or I was wondering that too. I don't I think they had to talk to her. Because I mean, I, I know, know that by by law, Weird Al does not have to get permission to do what he does. Like he can just take any song and use it as a parody. But because he doesn't want to start fights and doesn't want to have tons of people angry at him, he will only do the song if the artist signs off on. So I've got yeah, unless, to assume, unless you're angry, Coolio in the crowd. Well, that, I mean, there's a whole record company lying to Weird Al about yeah. saying that. But I'd say, like, speaking of that, like the people they got, like the different celebrities they got to just appear in this movie. Oh yeah, it was amazing. I mean, yeah, especially like all the comedians that, at the pool scene. Yeah, the one, the one pool party with uh, Jack Black, two of the three Lonely Island guys. Yeah. Conan O'Brien uh, as Andy oh, Warhol. Yeah. Uh, Emo Phillips as uh, Salvador Dali. No, uh, yeah. I, we were just watching it and going through, and all the different like celebrities are popping up, just with their little cameos. And Rain Wilson. Yeah. I mean, Jack Black as Wolfman Jack. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, that was a fun movie. <laughs> I mean, and such a pitch perfect parody like i mean we haven't had a good parody movie in a while but like because it didn't really take in, like it wasn't like just taking direct scenes like it was taking tropes like i i definitely picked up on like the walk the line where like the angry parents like didn't support you know the magi- I there's a lot of other stuff let's see who all was in here Lynn when mel miranda was the doctor yeah Thomas Lennon was the salesman. Well, Will Forte was the that that scene made me laugh too. When Will Forte was like, "You're ugly, you're stupid." That's the word, and like just going on and on. And then Weird Al, who was playing, you know, one of the record, the record producers, execs, was like, yeah. like oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, you're going a little too far." Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> a little far. Yeah. Pat Pat Oswalt was a heckler. Michael yeah. McKeon. Michael McKeon was in there. Wow. Oh, Paul F. Tompkins was Gallagher. Oh, that's funny. Oh. Uh, David Desmolchin, who has been in a bunch of... 
he was in uh, Ant-Man, both of the Ant-Man movies, and Polka Dot Man from the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of cameos. But, yeah, I just, I, I just, I could, I enjoyed that. I almost watched it a second time, but I decided to watch UHF instead. Nice. Because I was like, where? I haven't seen UHF. Do I have to go to my basement? Oh, look, it's on Tubi. I can deal with commercials. I ain't going down there. Yeah. All right. But I, uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. It's unfortunate that uh, Roku didn't put the movie in theaters um, so that it could actually be eligible for an Oscar. Oh, like the last song? Yeah. Because, I mean, I, is, I mean, is eligible for a Grammy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's still eligible for an Emmy and, you know, prob- probably even a Grammy. Um, you know, I don't know. I just, I can't imagine. Is I mean, listen, I'm going to say that Daniel Radcliffe deserved an Oscar nomination for it. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, all right, but I don't think there's any chance that had it been eligible for an Oscar, that other than the song, anything from that movie would have been nominated. Yeah, true. But let's let's talk about Daniel Radcliffe for a second. Like we're we're you know, we're blowing up all the cameos and just how funny it was. But how good was Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, he's excellent. I uh, I enjoy a lot of his stuff. He is he is becoming one of my favorite actors. Same. Like just I mean, obviously I enjoyed the Harry Potter stuff, but like his stuff after Harry Potter. Like, have you had a chance to watch Miracle Workers yet? Um, either of you? Yeah, I've watched that one. Okay. No. He's it's so funny. I mean, I'm I'm hoping there's a fourth season, but all three seasons it has the same cast, but it has no like the, it's a different story. So like the first season of Miracle Workers, he's a uh, he grant he grants wishes. He's an angel, I guess. Yeah, who grants the the prayers? And Steve Buscemi is God, and he's just he like kind of given up or like, it's so weird and bizarre. Uh, but like I I really enjoyed the second season. I think even more when they go to the Middle Ages. Um, the third season was pretty good too when they did the Oregon Trail, but. Yeah, it's a good one. It's on HBO Max if you get a shot, Jeremy. It's worth it. I think they're like six episode, eight episode, half hour. You know, so it doesn't take doesn't take too long to burn through. Same All with right. like Guns Akimbo. I thought that was a really good movie. Guns Akimbo was pretty funny. I thought he did a really good job as the bad guy in Lost City. I don't think I've seen that one. That's that new Sandra Bullock, uh, Channing Tatum movie. Oh, Swiss Army Man. I've still not seen that one. That's good. I haven't seen any of these things. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Do a Daniel Radcliffe bracket. <laughs> well, good. I, I mean, seven of the well, seven or eight of them is just going to be Harry Potter, and then it'll be debating, you know, o- other random movies. <laughs> okay, Swiss Army Man is. Oh, I could watch it. It's on well, a couple of the streamers that I have. Yeah. All right. No, but all right. Well, the one thing I wrote down 
because like you had mentioned, he uh, there's so many hits. Like I wanted to do a bracket of his hits, which that would be another one of those episodes that is going to take us like two hours to do. Instead, I, if you guys want, I did a small bracket with his actual CDs. Okay. If, if you want to, Jeremy, because Nicholas seems on board. He has 14 released albums. Who? So I didn't. Weird Al. Oh, Weird yeah. Al. Okay. So I, I did uh, Bracket HQ, and then I did the the random seven times because apparently that's the number we're set on okay here so again was run through them i figured it'd be a small quick bracket all right number nine we had alcalooza which was released in 1993 it was his number eight studio album and that's the one with uh jurassic park and bedrock anthem okay going against number eight Running with Scissors, which came out in 99. It was his number 10 album. And that has The Saga Begins and Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. Oh, that's that's a tough one. I think I think I'm gonna go running with scissors. I mean, I lo- I do like Alapalooza because that's also the uh smells like Nirvana song, right? Smells like Nirvana was uh, off the deep end. Oh, right, that's right. That's the Nirvana cover. Yeah. Okay. I don't know which one you are going to vote for here, Jeremy. I'm going to go running with scissors. I have fond memories of buying that as a youth at at the local Walmart. (laughs) That's that's the same one I was gonna I'm gonna go with here. All right. Then you have number five, which was UHF. I actually can I. I'm sorry, Justin. (laughs) I I have a really funny story about this uh, running with scissors. Even though it's probably going to keep going, but um. The song, I was always afraid to. I always skipped that song when he was a trucker, like with high heels on, <laughs> when it would play in the car, because I was like, oh shit, my parents can't. I don't know what they'll think of me if they hear this <laughs> song. <laughs> nice. Anyway, sorry. Go on. All right. So at number five, you have UHF, which was released in 1986 or 1989, and it was the sixth album. That one had UHF, Money for Nothing, and Spam among others verse number 12 uh, which is polka party released in 1986 his fourth album which has living with a hernia christmas at ground zero and addicted to spuds Hmm. for me i would i would probably go with polka party on that one i really liked addicted to spuds that's one of my top songs. Plus, living with a hernia is a hilarious song. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, I'm gonna tell you. I think there's a good chance that Polka Party might have been the first Weird Al cassette that I bought at a garage sale. But I think even with that, I'm giving it to UHF because I know I listened to UHF as an album and watched the movie hundreds recently, of times. <laughs> well, well, recently, but I, I listened to that album probably more than I've seen the movie. And, you know, 
Yeah. All right, Jeremy, it's up to you. Okay. I think uh, I'm probably going to have to go with UHF. Okay, so that moves on. I mean, you can't be you're you're not going wrong any way you vote here. I mean, you're still getting. That's why I was like, I can't do his hits because that bracket would be huge. Okay, number thirteen, you have off the deep end. Came out in nineteen ninety two. His seventh album, which has can't watch this. Smells like Nirvana. You don't love me anymore, and the white stuff on it. Sounded weird when I said that. Verse (laughs) number four, Poodle Hat, came out in 2003. It was his 11th album that had Hardware Store, Trash Day, and eBay on it. Ooh, that's a tough one, actually, for me. Yeah, Poodle Hat's a good album. No lies. I mean, there's some really good songs on there. But I have really fond memories of Off the Deep End. Same. I think like I would probably go with off the deep end here. Be my vote. Well, I'll just say poodle hat then to make it interesting. <laughs> There's some jams on there. I love that one where he's complaining about shit. Why does it always happen to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas, which which what's going on? I'm going off the deep end. I mean, it, it's just my 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 memories yeah. of that album. All right. Not my here we go. Number three, you have Straight Out of Linwood came out in 2006, his 12th album, which has Don't Download the Song, White Nerdy, Canadian Idiot, and I'll Sue Ya. Going against number 14, which is Weird Al Yankovic in 3D, came out in 1984. It was his second album, which has Eat It, King of Suede, and I Lost on Jeopardy. Mm. Oh man, I thought I was for sure going straight out of Linwood because that move, that one is, that one's such a good album. But man, for, for me, it's straight out of Linwood on this one. But 3D, you know, Eat It, Lost on Jeopardy, King of Suede, Mr. Popeil, That Boy Could Dance, oh, the theme from Rocky Eight, Nature Trail to Hell. Yeah. Oh. I think I'm still going to go straight into Linwood, though. Oh, I feel bad. That's what I would have done, too. Yeah, straight out of Linwood. I actually owned that album as opposed to the other one. All right. You got number, I think that says 11. Yep, number 11, Mandatory Fun, came out in 2014. It was his 14th album. Uh, that had handy foil and word crimes on it. Going against number six, which is Bad Hair Day, came out in 1996. Uh-huh. His ninth album, which had Amish Paradise, Gump, The Night Sandwich, and Crazy, among others. Bad Hair Day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. mandatory mandatory fun is good, and it won him a Grammy. And I mean. There are some really good songs on there, but Bad Hair Day is just. There's so many good songs. <laughs> All right. All right. We got number seven, which is Alpocalypse 2011. His 13th album has whatever you like. Craigslist performed this way and TMZ going against number 10. Even worse, 1988, his fifth album, which had Fat Lasagna. 
And I think I'm a clone now. <laughs> now, now I'm debating on whether or not even worse was the first album or if it was Polka Party. Mm. I know I bought one of them at a garage sale for like a quarter or like 50 cents. And then I just like burned that uh, cassette. Like I just listened to it. I'm sure my parents were sick of it because I made them listen to it in the car. Like, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, oh man. Apocalypse is good, but I, I'm definitely going even worse, I think. <clears throat> All right, Jeremy? I think I'm going to have to go the same way, kind of just looking here at the track list. I think like there's only a couple songs that stand out to me on Apocalypse. I mean, there's some real steamers on this album, <laughs> but Skipper Dan is great. Um, but yeah, anyways, even worse. Even worse. Yeah, even I was going worse. the same way. Okay, now we'll move on to the next round. Okay, you have number one that had the first round by was... Weird Al Yankovic, the debut album, 1983, first album, had My Baloney, Another One Rides the Bus, and I Love Rocky Road, going against Running With Scissors. That's tough. I, I like them both, but I think I think I'd have to go with Running With Scissors. I just know more songs off that album because I, I had that CD and I listened to it a lot. You know, honestly, I think the first album, might, I know I've listened to a lot of the songs off of it, but the first album might be one that I have either never bought or I never moved from cassette to CD. Um, but the other one, straight, you said straight out of... No, no Running With Scissors. Running With Scissors. I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go running with scissors. I agree. I mean, Jeremy, would you like to vote? I would go the same way. So. Even though I, I did actually have um, the first album as a kid. I know a lot of the songs off of it, but it has like a weird raw quality to a lot of the tracks. I mean, obviously because it was old. But yeah. I'll be mellow yeah. when I'm dead. Is definitely my favorite track on there. All right, uh, number five, UHF taking on 13 off the deep end. Yeah, they're just getting harder. Yeah. Um, I mean, just gut reaction off the deep end. Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I had the uh. same gut reaction. All right. Uh, what should be the championship, but it's not because of the the seating here. Number three, straight out of Linwood versus number six, Bad Hair Day. Hmm. Let's see here, Bad Hair Day. Yeah. Amish Paradise, Gump. Everything you know is wrong. Bad Hair Day. Since you've been gone. Which one had uh, all about the Pentiums? That was running with scissors. That's running with scissors. How about the Pentiums, baby? So straight out of Linwood or Bad Hair Day? I'm going to say Bad Hair Day. Nicholas? Uh, um, I'm debating here. White and Nerdy is so good. 
Same with Canadian idiot. Alsuya is pretty funny. Close but no cigar. Oh, trapped in the job. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go straight out of Linwood. Oh man. I mean, bad hair day is I don't want to vote against bad hair day, but I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go straight out of Linwood. Wow. I think straight out of Linwood has more I like than Bad Hair Day, but it's like Amish Paradise is like probably the top song. But overall as an album, I'm gonna go with straight out of Linwood. Hard to do. Okay, moving on down. You got number 10, even worse. Taking on number two on this side of the paper. Dare to be stupid. 1985, <laughs> his third album. As this is life, I want a new duck. Dare to be stupid and like a surgeon. Versus which one again? Even worse. That's the one with fat lasagna. I oh. think I'm a clone now. Mm, you can't go wrong either way, honestly. Can't go wrong but, with any of these picks. Well, that is true. I mean, we keep saying that. Uh Man, uh, even worse. I'll Damn say it. dare to be stupid. This is even worse again. I'm going to go with dare to be stupid as well. That's, I really like I want a new duck. Uh, <laughs> I... In music class in elementary school, like on like Fridays or whatever, like you've got to bring in a, a record or a cassette and like have the teacher play like one song. And I, I made them play I Want a New Duck. Nice. All right. Fi final four. Running with scissors, number eight, taking on off the deep end, number 13. Mm. Oh. I'm gonna go. I'm going running with scissors. I'll start us off with running, running with scissors. I say I knew the story of Star Wars from that before I actually seen Star Wars. <laughs> it taught me everything I needed to know. All about the Pentiums. What kind of chip you got in there, a Dorito? Oh, man. I used to remember a lot of them. I can't do it anymore. Smells like Nirvana, trigger happy. Your computer boots up in what, a week and a half? Life, Something like stuff. that, right? <laughs> That's my I'll computer. Go. I'm gonna make life. I'm gonna make life <laughs> difficult on Jeremy. I'm gonna go off the deep end. Ooh, okay. Well, there's a lot of good jabs on both of them, like we have said. I mean, we got. The anticipation, Jeremy. Running with scissors. All right, you got number two, Dare to be Stupid, going against number three, Straight Out of Linwood. <laughs> Dare to be Stupid. 
Yes. <laughs> Did you notice on Roku they put a lot of the music videos up as well? No, uh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, if you go to like the the weird like at least on my TV because I got the Roku TV like the Weird Al movie is like its own section right now. So like when you click that, like you can enter like some sweepstakes or they got like some you know like some trailers and then they've just got like an 80s music video section. So they got a bunch of his videos and a bunch of Madonna videos and then some just random ones. So like I think Thursday or, or yesterday, I was just I was just uh I watched I don't know how many Weird Al videos like back to back. I've been Weird Al a lot this week. Yeah, same. <laughs> yesterday at work, I put on his uh, essentials on Apple Music and, and just rocked out while I was doing my job because nobody's in the shop on Saturday, so I can. I can listen to stuff that I know won't uh, make people mad. So it's like, <laughs> weird out, <Al>, crank it. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. All right. Straight out of Linwood, dare to be stupid. What do you got? Oh, I'll say, I'll go first and say, dare to be stupid. Oh, I'm going to go next and say, straight out of Linwood. I'm also going to go straight out of Linwood. I mean, Dare to be Stupid is, um, you know, I love that song. I love that song. I love that album. But Straight Out of Linwood is just such a good album. All right. Championship round. Which album's better? Straight Out of Linwood or Running with Scissors? Running with Scissors came out in 99. Like I said, 10th album. The saga begins. Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. Straight out of Linwood, 2006, number 12 album. White and Nerdy, Canadian Idiot, I'll sue ya. Yeah. <laughs> Running with scissors. All right, I'm I'm gonna give you a hint as to why I was probably single mostly uh, most of the time through college. Uh, definitely went by myself to the Running with Scissors concert um, and had the running with scissors t-shirt that i wore a lot so you know here i am uh, and that would have been like junior senior year of college still walking weird owl shirts yeah so that that might give you an indication as to where i why i was well single the entire time i was in college um but i'm i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go running with scissors as well all right i'm gonna go with straight out of linwood even though it doesn't matter. It's running with scissors. There you go. Hey. I'm, I'm trying to decide. I'm album. trying to decide what album I listen to the most. For me, it's either straight out of Linwood or Bad Hair Day. Those two. Like the it's, nights, the night Santa went crazy. Yeah, it's going to be off the deep end or, or man, it could be running with scissors. It could be straight to Linwood. I don't know. They're just so many. Santa went crazy. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Ground up poor poor Rudolph into reindeer sausage. (laughs) Took out, uh, took out who with an old German, took out Blitzen with an old German Luger. 
That'll be revisited around Christmas time, by the way, I'm, guys. I'm, I'm sure it, it will. All right. Well, then, uh, I wasn't expecting a Weird Al bracket, so thank you. Yeah, nice job, Justin. All right. <laughs> Couldn't do the songs, so I did the albums. Yeah, I think it would be really hard to pick the songs and, you know, yeah, like you said, that'd be a long debate because there'd be a lot of starting to quote individual lyrics. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad karaoke versions of the three of us <laughs> attempting to sing. Yeah, could have that on a game show. We could. <laughs> what Weird Al song is this? <laughs> now, all right. Is there a, I mean, there's a number of Weird Al songs that I know that like we probably prefer over the original yes is there any weird l parody where you're like i want the original instead because mm. i was question. trying i was trying mm. to come up with that because there are all i mean some of the earlier albums in particular you know the, the you know it's i definitely heard the parodies before i heard the originals so like you know when I hear Cherry Soda or whatever that song is, all I think is Yoda. You know. Yeah. Um, I do. I actually like I Want a New Drug. I don't know if I like that one more than I Want a New Duck, but I do like that song. I mean, there's a lot of songs that I like as much as the, as the parody. Like, you know, like Smells Like Teen Spirit is an awesome song. But I love Smells Like Nirvana. I mean, I would say almost probably as much, if not more. Like, same with Lump and Gump. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of songs, but there's so many songs that, like, when I hear on the radio, my first thought is Weird Al. Oh, no, that's the original. Yeah. Uh, that's- or you just start going with the Weird Al version of it. Right. Yeah. I sing the Weird Al version in my head. Yeah. Right. Or, or out loud if I'm alone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I was, that, I was having that debate in my head. Like, is there a parody? Where I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have touched that. The original is so much better. And I, I couldn't come up with one. Yeah, not one off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm really not think of it, thinking of anything. What or... about Party in the USA versus Party in the CIA? Ooh, That would be one that close. I definitely prefer the, the parody well over the original. Well, I know Jeremy likes the original. I, well, that's I do. He likes I know he likes to think about the person who sang the original. <laughs> don't don't judge a man, dude. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I also unironically like the song. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little weird, but I mean, then there's like perform this way. I like way better than like born this way. Yeah. Um. Well. What about yeah. another one bites the dust? One rides the bus. <laughs> yeah, that what about be, that? That yeah. would be one of those like Smart right. You know. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Jeremy's losing it. <laughs> I guess it is. It's very hard to find any. Oh, you know what? Foil. <laughs> no, that's better. That's, yeah, better. That's, that's better than I mean, Royal. Better. I do like Lord. I do think she's really good, but I, I don't spoil. Stan Marsh? <laughs> is that, or is Stan's dad? Stan's dad. Randy. Randy Marsh, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Lord. <laughs> um, Classic. Uh, 
like I I couldn't like I I know I've heard it because I I wanted to hear the original once, but like White and Dirty I can I can almost sing along with, and uh, I know the words to that like the back of my hand. I mean, I if I'm here listening to it anyway, I couldn't tell you if I've ever actually listened to all of Ride and Dirty. Like I I want to say I did it once just so I I could say I did it, but. So I could say I did. I did it, man. I listened to the song. <laughs> so, I think that song was pretty big when we were in high school. Riding, uh, I know. I know. Chameleonaire yeah. said that that's the reason that he won a Grammy. <laughs> that Weird Al, Weird Al gave him the Weird Al bump. Nice. That, Which, that okay. CD that is, came out in two thousand and six, so I would have been out, and you would have been sophomore. Something like that. Freshman? <laughs> yeah. Right. That that was one of the things that they 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 made that they talked about in the movie that's real. Um, not to the level, but there is such a thing as the weird album. Mm. Like any any song that he parodied does get uh, a bump in sales or their album gets a bump in sales. Not quite to the two hundred thousand percent or whatever it was they said it was <laughs> yeah. in the movie, but yeah. That's cool. But, but yeah, no, Chameleon Air has is on record as saying that he doesn't believe he wins his Grammy for Riding Dirty if Weird Al didn't parody it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Good for him shouting out Weird Al. So, all right. Well, then. Uh... Only thing I got is vampires. Well, oh, we... yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Have you seen. Like if you go out towards Lake Geneva, Milwaukee, Waterford, how the streetlights kind of have that purple hue to them. Yeah. So we looked up why they have it. And there was a couple of things, three separate articles said they're like, it's uh, one's like, it's so they can see through the black tint. Something said it was so they could activate the 5G in your COVID vaccine. And they all said it's not vampires. It's not vampires. Yeah. Just <laughs> randomly in the article, it said it's not vampires. So if three separate articles said it's not vampires, now I'm worried there's a vampire problem. <laughs> okay. So where is this purple light? There's one in there. Like the streetlights have like a purple hue to them. And they said it's just a filter defect in the light. But it's in like different states and can different countries like Canada has it. It's in like Geneva by the roundabouts. Yeah. By over by like the Piggly Wiggly and Yeah, imagine. Okay. Yeah, the lights, the lights are kind of a per like a black light look to them. Oh. It's like you're up in the club. (laughs) I don't get out too often at night. I'm I'm old now, remember? Um, so you know, my neighborhood doesn't even have street lights, so we don't have a vampire problem here. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe you do because they're repelling the vampires with the purple lights. Oh, okay, okay. So my neighborhood is full of vampires. But yeah, three um, three separate articles said it's not vampires. Right. It's that weird. is weird. That's that's bizarre. Also, I do question the validity of any article that you're reading that says they're active that 5G is activating the Whatever in your that, the COVID, COVID vac- the COVID vaccine is activating the five G with the black light. Yeah, it, yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and 
it doesn't matter how legitimate the rest of the article is if that statement's included in it uh it's just uh yeah it's it's yeah. not it's not vampires no okay all right well so apparently there's a vampire problem that uh we are now aware of yeah. so all of you vampire listeners we're on to you <laughs> Uh, uh, and that, we appreciate that you listen. Uh, yeah. When you're taking out your victims, uh, make sure that they subscribe and uh, grab their phone. Grab open their phone. up to whatever streaming app they use. Like and subscribe. So you know, hey, good, good on you, vampires. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, what else happened? Leslie Jordan passed away. Mm-hmm. I don't think we talked about that since we were doing our spooky season. Uh, I'm not sure that happened while we were doing our spook. Like that wasn't that just like last week? I think so, maybe. And then Aaron Carter as well. Oh yeah, that happened today. Today or yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I'm not. I mean I know nothing about Aaron Carter other than he exists. So. But based off of what I do know about him, the lifestyle that he was leading, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't make it any less tragic. But, you know, like you just wish that somebody had been able to get to him before whatever it was that, you know, because obviously they don't know right now. It's all speculation. But he was leading a particular kind of lifestyle that kind of lends itself to a tragic end. There's partying hard. And And then Leslie Jordan. I like they, Leslie Jordan. He's funny. He's one of those guys that, like, he's just a weird little guy who showed up so much. What was that show he did in the retirement home? Oh, it didn't last very long, but I... No, uh, it's him, Martin Maul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Richard, Richard, Richard Greer? Is that his name? Mm, I, I don't think it was Richard know. Gear, but... Greer. Something Greer. I don't know. Yeah. What is his name? All right. Oh, that's bugging me. But uh, he was in, uh, there was a show that was called like The Con Man or Con. Like it was Nathan Fillion was involved with it. There, you know, they, it was a bunch of actors who were going basically from just like Comic Con to Comic Con and like just the weird interactions between, like there was this firefly type show that was supposed to be getting a reboot that you know it was kind of making fun of the that was pretty funny and he was part of that david allen greer david allen Greer. yeah that's real different than richard Re- gear i said greer not gear i had their last name right and then yeah Vic, that, that, and then vicky lawrence as well oh who um, she's one of those old old school comedians. I think she was on the Carol Burnett show. Yeah, she was. Wasn't she Mama and Mama's Family? I believe she was. Yes. Do you remember Mama's Family? I mean, no. yeah, but no. That was one of those. That was that was one of those that like Mash. Like, oh, I have to watch Mama's Family. Oh, I have to watch Mash. <laughs> Mash was. Awful. Cool, cool kids only <laughs> made it one season. That song, I think I could put the Mesh theme song on right now and it would put me out. But that doesn't say a lot because like I fell asleep in this chair yesterday just watching <laughs> YouTube. 
<laughs> so uh, I'm not that... going to I'm sitting on my couch, so I fall asleep here kind of often. So <laughs> I'm, I'm at the kitchen table, so or dining room table, so I'm not falling asleep. <laughs> I just growing up that like when it lagged out, I'd hear that that was be like 1030. It's like, oh, time to like move into the other room and like go to bed for real. Well, the mash theme is playing. The mash theme is called "Suicide Is Painless." Oh, jeez! Like, <laughs> how would you? How did you? I mean, a sitcom based on the Korean War, like the medical unit of the Korean War, with a theme song for "Suicide Is Painless." Right. Yeah. Like, That's all. Yeah. Like, wow. How does that make it out there? And then, right. How... It lasts for like fourteen years. <laughs> Like longer than the Korean War itself, right? <laughs> it, it, it lasted for a le- match lasted eleven years. Okay, well, 70, 72 to eighty three. And if you didn't know what it is all about, just based on the description, you would never think that a guy at any point shows up in a dress. <laughs> oh, clear. <laughs> uh, I I wonder now as an adult, as as adults. If we were to sit down and give Mash an honest try, like if we would find it funny, or if just well, because of because of our childhood, like if we would just be like, oh no, I can't. It's it's on Hulu, so I'll give it the old the old try here. Community college try. I'll, I'll right. watch I'll watch a couple of episodes of Mash and I'll report back next week. All right, okay. you, you take you can take that hit for us then. <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, to go to sleep. <laughs> Just get someone uh, to do a cover version of that, and we'll play that when the show is ending. Yeah. All right. Well, then. Uh, all right. Anybody else got anything else? Or well, hmm. hmm. I have been watching, I don't know if I brought this up before, but The Dark Side of Comedy, it's a Vice series. I've watched The Dark Side of Wrestling, mm-hmm. the Vice I, series. Okay. How's that? Uh, depends on who they're covering. They can be pretty good. Otherwise, it's it's like, who? I sure know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah. They did one on Benoit, too. That mm. was, it was okay. Yeah, but they. I, uh, I was gonna say, ahead. but anyways, how was yours? <laughs> <laughs> well, they cover a lot of really tragic ones. Like they, the one I just watched was Freddie Prince. Like that's that's a really crazy story. I didn't know he was so young when that happened. I mean, I really didn't know anything about him actually. <laughs> I'm guessing that's Freddie Prince Jr.'s dad. Yeah. Like, he the was detective uh, work Batman comedian, <laughs> and he was uh he was on Chico and the Man, and yeah he just I guess he just couldn't handle all the stuff that was thrown at him, and he just killed himself. Yeah, so, there's, there's unfortunately tough. way way too many comedians who, I mean, um, I can't I'm just blanking on names. Right now, there's one in particular I was trying to come up with. He was really famous for a while. I can't. I know. Well, obviously, Robin Williams. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm completely blanking on the other guy's name I was thinking of. So. 
All right. Well, then, um, now that you've brought us down, uh, <laughs> well, we can talk about other stuff. <laughs> I was thinking Phil Hartman. Oh, yeah. Was, was he was... murdered? Yeah, he I thought was murdered. His wife. He, his wife went nuts and murdered him, <sighs> which is still pretty tragic. But Yeah, this, we're supposed to bring people joy, guys. Yeah. Did you guys uh, want, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is better. The Christmas story trailer, the full one, that's out. Did you did you see that? I watched the teaser and I mean I love Christmas stories, so I'm in. So like I didn't need to watch the trailer. I'm not expecting it to be good by any any stretch of the imagination, but I mean um, I'm still the, excited. The trailer actually has me a little bit more hopeful. Oh, but, okay. I'll have to give it a shot then. I just still wish they wouldn't have done this. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to think the same thing, but that doesn't stop me from watching it. So Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I watched that I'm like, I shouldn't watch this, but I'm going to watch it anyway. <laughs> I think it'll go right to HBO Max, and we don't have to pay for it. That I is mean, true. So theory, right. I guess we are, but... <laughs> okay, well then, I guess... Uh, oh crap we used to have a way of ending these things <laughs> you, you you talk about what we've talked about yeah but we didn't really final talk thoughts about <laughs> we didn't we didn't really talk about I guess if you've decided you're going to make a prequel series to uh, to Friday the 13th then you, you know you just Better Why? not fuck it up, guys. Yeah, better, better not <laughs> fuck it up because, well, you know, I mean, I'm going to watch at least the first episode to give it a shot, but I'm not holding out hope. So I guess just remember that stupid never walks alone. Yeah. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s flick flashback podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go. Go.